Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining episode 15 of the Jet Blast podcast. So tonight, uh, we're joined by somebody very near and dear to me and my family, and we'll introduce her in a minute. But first, just want to see what's going on in Lee's world. Oh, it's crazy in my little world. Been moving back and forth. Luckily, um, you know, COVID has done its number on everything. But when you move out to a little bit of rural places in Texas, you can still get Friday night football. And yes. my kid is actually in school. Well, one of my kids is in school. And, you know, so it's been a little bit of normalcy this past week and That's chaos, awesome. but normalcy. So really, really excited. He'll have his first varsity game this, uh, this Friday. So very excited in the little Brewster household right now, but no, it's been a, been a crazy day as they always are. Um, just, I always look forward to the podcast. It's some time to sit and talk about aviation and meet some new people. So once again, here we go. I'm excited. It's excited about yeah. it. Awesome. And Andy, what's happening in the United uh, Socialist Republic of Michigan? <laughs> uh, you know, still <laughs> hanging out, uh, Trying to get not to get coughed on, and I'm still rocking uh, the poison ivy from Ooh, my yard. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, spent more time on that fiasco this weekend. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Got out last week on my first trip. Uh, I think, like I mentioned on the last podcast, and went flying in the Myers 200. So that was cool. And uh, yeah, put the hard pants on and hoping to do it again here pretty soon. <laughs> That's about yeah. it. I forgot about the hard pants. <laughs> yeah, hard pants. What are hard pants? pants? I forgot. Oh, so we're going to get into that. So, who you here <laughs> is my good friend, Christina Brown. So, Christina Brown is um, somebody, if you don't know her, she is a champion of aviation wellness and what we should, could be doing um, to um, better ourselves and take better care of ourselves in our industry. So at the end of the day, our customers have a better day. And then she also is a coach. Um, and so we're going to ask her to tell us about both things. But before we get into that, so Christina, hard pants Hi. and soft pants. So <laughs> soft pants, as Andy highlighted last week, he coined it, trademarked it, by the way, we already registered it. So nobody can steal it. So soft pants are the things that everybody wears to a Zoom call that nobody needs right. to see, right? The hard <laughs> pants are ones that like, you know, are like wool slacks. Like actually after last week's call, I had to go and make sure that they still fit, right? Because I hadn't done that yet. I mean, I've had a few He's not dogs, wearing, but... Andy is not wearing wool slacks. Andy wore jeans. Those were his well, hard pants. True. Come on, yeah, let's, let's be real about this. Yeah, he has the bedazzled glitter pants, but anyway. Exactly, um, <laughs> white stitching. No, no, they used to be pants and I cut them off so <laughs> at the bottom. And that's, that's that seems to get me a lot this of is there. It's already off the rails, Christina. So what I would love for you to do is just introduce yourself to um, our listeners, just a quick brief how did you even get here to aviation story and then I, I think um, I think what would be interesting is 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 from your perspective I mean the things you're doing are big things um, both around wellness which is this big giant term and kind of define what that is right and then um, just kind of roll into where you see the opportunities for us to do better as a community are there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you for the introduction and thank you for having me. My name is Christina Brown. I have been working as a corporate flight attendant for the last five years, but what I more so identify with in who I am 
and who I am becoming. And I truly believe what I will continue to become until the end of my days is a coach. And that means like a personal development coach. I'm still working with what particular verbiage I want to identify with, but I'm really feeling life and leadership coach. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a um, integrity coach. Mm -hmm. That's something that's popped up a lot for me recently. Like Mm -hmm. how can you live in your truth, express your truth confidently and boldly without Mm -hmm. shame? How can you walk confidently in who you are without fear of judgment and shame and instead celebrate that aspect of life? You figure that out, Christina. You are on the way to billions. Right? I mean, wouldn't that be great? Like, if you heard integrity coach, is that, is that a little bit intriguing? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Just to me, So I, So I, uh, I met a coach in my gallivanting at the NBAA conferences, and I had the opportunity to get paired up with him, and he became my mentor as an aviation coach himself. I just, I was wondering where that was coming from. Do you hear that? What's that? I didn't hear that. It was a fire alarm. No. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> we might I'm sorry, guys. That's I'm okay. There's a fire alarm? That's the worst. Yeah, there's a I fire alarm. I can't alarm hear it. Good. It's just oh, not important. Okay. Fire <laughs> it's not important. Uh, <laughs> All righty then. I live in Los Angeles. We are so desensitized to quote-unquote emergency is just another thing <laughs> oh there it is again can you hear it i do hear that i do hear that yeah that's screw fine. it nobody cares we'll just drowned it out <laughs> but is it safe though that's the important part you, you are sure we safe, safe honey <laughs> are we safe he says we don't we don't know we're not sure if we're safe but, okay, so, but well, you have some coming out here. okay <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we could always re-record. My goodness. So let me know if we're not safe. <laughs> is this part of your wellness training, Christina? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how we get through an emergency. Are we ask? Are we safe? If one person says yes, we move forward and we fly the plane. <laughs> First thing, fly the plane. <laughs> I, th- I think some of that's backwards, but anyway, <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I went to that training, that's not where we ended, but it's all good. Um, so Christina, where do you see, you know, we talk about wellness and talk about what does that mean? And, 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 and certainly um, I think where you're going as a professional coach, um, irrespective of what label you want to put on it, I, you know, I, I think, um, I think it's really something that's needed because I, I, as I said before we even started recording, and I've told you before, I wish I would have been, what's the right word, vulnerable enough or wise enough to seek a um, coach earlier in my career. That doesn't mean I can't have one now, right? And and I, I, I do have, you know, mentors and people I can lean on now. And, and I think it's really important with all the independent contractors and really small teams we have and small business owners, I think there's a huge opportunity for good coaching in this space. So where do you see kind of, where do you see you fitting into all that and, and helping and, and yeah. the opportunity? 
Well, first of all, I want to comment on what you said, um, rev whether it was you being vulnerable or not. Sometimes yeah. it's just a matter of understanding that it's even available. Understanding yeah, sure. that coaches even exist. It's a very young profession. It's only been around for 20, 25 years. So it's not like a firefighter that you grow sure. up knowing about, like a, as a career option that's been around for hundreds of years. Speaking right? of, you don't need a firefighter, right? Right now. Oh, right. <laughs> You're good. We're still okay. <laughs> I think we're good for now. I don't okay. smell yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> But it's a relatively new profession. It's not very much talked about, right. especially probably in the aviation industry, because our industry is birthed from military. And right. military is very hard, stern, you know, sensitivities are not encouraged. Feelings are not necessarily encouraged. <laughs> it's been a militant, like, male, hard thing that is evolving and could probably use a little bit more of the soft skills or the soft right. pants like we talked about. <laughs> um, soft so, pants for your emotions, emotional intelligence and all that fancy <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. So it's 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 just a matter of making it known. And that was part of my gig with working with that life coach that I mentioned I mm -hmm. met was helping him get the word out and helping people to uh, even know that coaching exists, that it's available, that it's not scary and that it's affordable and how much it can impact your life. And I am really, really, really passionate about it because of how he has impacted my life, how I have watched myself change. I want to, you know, with anything, when you get excited about something, you want to share yeah. it with everybody. And um, luckily, <laughs> so I am on a journey to share that with other people. Cool. And it's awesome. That's awesome. And, 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 you know, I think it's, I think, um, I think, you know, it, it's a lot of people would say, well, my supervisor's my coach and a lot of supervisors are out there going, well, I'm the coach. And that may be true to an extent, but it's difficult to truly see the other side of the coin from somebody who's not vested. Right. I, I think any, it's, it's like having an, an appraiser who's also your broker, right. On, oh, the, on right. an airplane. Right. It's, it's difficult to have a coach who's also your manager, right. That, that's, that's trying to um, um, manage to a certain set of outcomes to a certain metric. Right. So, I, so I think um, having that outside voice, I think that's, that's significant. Yeah. I mean, again, Wish it was something that I've had to exercise earlier in my career. Um, I but, still find myself needing that now. We just hired a small business coach, right? Not oh, too long great. ago mm -hmm. for something else we were working on outside of aviation. And it was huge, you know, and at the end of the day, it was like, well, what did he do? Just listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the thing. I think you brought up a great point, though. You know, you're talking about talking about a coach, what is it, but that outside person, you know, you do mm. want to talk to your boss and, and I've been, I've been very, very blessed in my career. I've had great bosses who really encouraged me, but at the same time, that vulnerability, you don't necessarily want to share that all the time with, yeah. you know, with especially somebody who's in a supervisory position. I mean, that's For not sure. something you want to do, but if you have a coach or a <laughs> somebody in that position that can help you learn how to be vulnerable, but effective. Yeah. I think that would be great. And so, no, I think that's really, that's, 
in any time in your career, like you just said, Nathan, because no matter, you, nobody's career is stagnant. No. You know, and getting a coach during your career is probably, a, is one of the best times to get it because something that I think a lot of people don't understand about coaching is that it is not therapy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're not coaching. a priest. <laughs> right. No, coaching comes after therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're putting it. it off, Nathan. Hello. <laughs> therapy first. You got to go to therapy Zinga. first, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah coaching, can be, <laughs> coaching can be in conjunction with therapy and be like the amazing cure-all or it can come after therapy. But what we, how we like to describe it is therapy heals your past and brings you present. And coaching takes you as you are in your present self, acknowledges all that you are and can do and launches you forward by helping you to discover those things, make a plan and then help guide you or figure out how you need to guide yourself. So right. it's ideally not a lifetime thing. Huh. Like you can go to therapy forever, but coaches try to strive to like for a season. Get you out of the nest. Yeah, yeah. teach for you to fly. Season. Yeah. For a season. Oh, yeah, it's a seasonal thing. And then depends on the season <laughs> where you are. Yeah, for I like sure. I like that analogy. You know, one of the things we were talking about, we like we're talking about coaching right now in a professional thing. But one of you know your company, Aviation Wellness, it seems like that's a kind of a more holistic approach. I mean, it's we you know it's mind, body, and soul type thing, and how that all correlates. Because yeah, I think we're at a great time right now in our world about where it is not just about the job anymore we are looking at you know we are looking at the things that make make a difference you know how does your company make a difference how do you make a difference it's the work life i don't like work-life balance i like the work-life harmony because what is it somebody yeah, said there's never balance right. oh, i love that right but it's about a work-life harmony Ooh, and i like that that was a that was a speaker at a maintenance conference yeah. many years ago, but he said work, he talked about work life harmony, and I and I think we're getting to that point where that's more accepted for people to not necessarily demand, but where they're actually acting on it. You know, where we seeking are it. seeking it, and employers are recognizing that that is part of part of the wellness. Yeah, part of the wellness yeah. of your of your people now. So. Yeah, I, don't know, I think that's just a whole big group of things. You know, that's funny because the uh, whole balance thing, I, I've just really never, I probably wasn't in the room when that happened, that conversation happened. But, you know, the balance um, certainly implies that there has to be a division. There's got to be two separate buckets. You got to right. do it different over here than you do over there. And I think uh, harmony is right the opposite of that, right? I, I just think that's pretty cool because I have to tell you as a business owner, what I do to you know, put groceries on the table is who I am. So it mm -hmm. really is my life. But I mean, I also like to go fishing, but I think there's some harmonization of all the things that kind of make you who you are. So that's, I, I'm sure Andy, I know Andy is the same way, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it's, I think it's cool. I mean, I, you know, I spent, I tell, I love telling the story too. I spent probably nine years, I guess, in aviation, just mad at people super competitive like had to make commission checks had to do this had to be the greatest like had to live up to this and then uh like a year and a half ago and this is a little bit down a different path but a year and a half ago i got sober 
and then started doing like the Lindsay and I started doing a Buddhist. Um, there's a place in Ann Arbor. So I'd go and meditate. I would meditate at home. I like got into all this stuff. That's like the exact opposite painting. You know, I'm selling mm -hmm. my paintings now on Etsy and like, oh my God. I started doing this. I did this complete 180. I was like, Jesus, man, I was such a prick <laughs> for like nine years to everybody just angry. And I got, you know, so it all goes to the same thing. Now I like my blood pressure's down 10 points. Like I just, yeah. I'm just oh, happy. Wow. So it's, uh, it's like having that harmony. Like you, it's, it's huge. Like everything just yeah. changes so much. Andy, I am so excited that you just shared that with us right now. Thank you so much. I'm sober too. And that All is right. like complete, that has been completely life-changing for me. Yeah. It launched me into existence, really. Mm -hmm. For me, it feels like I, my life is, is paused and I'm slowly just dying or deteriorating when I'm not sober. Because right. I've, I've gone in and out before and experienced what both sides feels like. Mm -hmm. And it feels like being sober allows me to really live my life and, and improve and progress. And um, you are complete proof of my whole point of communication being so important. Well, good. Yeah. If you need a picture, like a face to put on your um, brochures or something. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. You're volunteering. No, <laughs> Ricky. That's awesome. That's hey, their hair awesome. color is kind of the same, actually. Well, it, it is. It is. It is. I. But you know, I think that. So, I. I, I think. So, Christina is. It, it is my assumption, right, in that you know, by employing, um, the expertise of a coach or or the ability or willingness, even maybe is even a better word of a coach just to listen, because um, you guys clearly by by what y'all just talked about you've kind of figured out what your center is, right? Whether you really believe that or not, when you lay your head down tonight is another matter, but you've all kind of figured out, it. you both kind of figured out who you are, right? And what you need and what you don't need, right? But by saying, look, I don't need this, right? So uh, this is the path I choose. I think, so is it right that employing um, yeah. a coach can help you kind of find that for yourself, right? What, whatever that path might be. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. My coach helped me to get back into sobriety yeah. by because a coach. One of, another thing that a coach does is in my, in my experience is they help you get out of your own way because they ask, they're trained. <laughs> that's what I was going. Trained. That's where I was going. That's yeah, cool. mm -hmm. exactly. Because they're trained and that's why it's important to get a coach that is actually certified and legit and went through a training program that is recognized so by the ICF. Yeah, so so that, tell so, us what that means, because that's important. So we live in a world where everything is gray. It's not really black and white, is it? So no. if you say you are, then you are. Mm. And in the world of coaching, since it, is, since it is very new, you can say you're a coach and be a coach. But mm. There is an organization called the International Coach Federation, and they certify training programs to say they follow the our ethical laws, our laws of ethics, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. them. Yeah, they yeah, they sure. they go. Um, they've done all the necessary training, and they have the necessary education, and they've practiced, and they've done their hours, and they've done their mentoring and mentorship. To say like, yes, this person is experienced and ready to coach someone else. Mm -hmm. 
because coaching, uh, the coach and coachee relationship is a very, I feel it's a very sensitive and sacred mm -hmm. interaction mm -hmm. because I do too. A, a regular conversation between two people who don't know what they're doing and, and we do it blindly. We don't realize that we are having shitty communication. We don't realize that our conversations are crap. Until Christina, you I've been married 25 years. I realize I have <laughs> shitty communication. <laughs> it has been so fascinating and so eye-opening for me to discover what productive communication is. Hmm. I can't tell you enough because you learn in coaching to shut your mouth. Just, just, just shut, just shut, just shut, just shut, your, just shut, just shut your mouth. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you stop talking, so, you listen, you ask questions to ask more questions mm, to keep digging mm. down. And what you discover is that the person you're talking to, whether they, whether they admit it or not, whether they're like big, bad captain man who has no feelings or not, if you start asking the right questions in the right way, everybody is dying to be heard. Everybody mm. at their core is desperate to feel seen and heard and mm. valued and appreciated. And a coach facilitates that. A coach gives anybody that they come into contact with that feeling of like unconditional, unjudgmental, unbiased love, but you have mm. to know how to do it. And the coaching training that has been recognized by an international corporation or federation, whatever, yeah they teach you how to do that awesome and it's like i said it's very sensitive and i i i catch myself continuing to do it where i have judgment or bias in my communication sure and my goal throughout my coaching training is to get rid of that is to talk to people from a place of complete neutrality love and acceptance and right. get to their goals well, I think, you know, that it's really hard to, um, to, um, I mean, we all have those preconceived notions, right? And it's really, really difficult. I mean, Darden, I, they may still have it. So if I get hate mail about this, then whatever. But Darden <laughs> School of Business used to have this thing. I'm looking at my bookshelf to see if I can see the book. But um, they had this, they had this really great program um, about um, figuring out who you were as a manager, leader, person in business aviation. It was a, I can't remember the proper name of the course, but one of the things that, that they talked about were values, actions, beliefs, and emotions, right? And, and how all those things together kind of make you who you are, right? And, and, and how you yeah. start learning those things at a certain point and you kind of develop these, I guess, pre-programmed positions of where you're going to be uh -huh. just based on where you were in life at certain points and how you grew up doesn't mm -hmm. mean that those can't evolve over time right but but I think the hardest part is is we're always going to have some sort of preconceived notion right I think for a coach to your point it takes a special bit of training right I mean we can't even watch the news or scroll through a feed anymore right without a preconceived notion right mm -hmm. without knowing how we're being marketed to really yeah and not even yeah. really news so I, I think that um, trying to um, being trained in a way that allows you to kind of let go of all that and just yeah. listen to exactly what's in front of you I think that's so important so where are you at in the journey to becoming a coach so tell us. I am Not to put you on for, the spot, but I don't know. 
No, totally. I'm toward the end of my official training, and I'm about nice. to start a second program during this program. So I'm going to be like super trained and available to insert myself into multiple avenues of uh, being a coach. Like, because some corporations hire uh, a company that works as an agency that delivers coaches for free so that their employees can have a coach at the expense of the business. Or you can be an individual coach, or you can do speaking engagements or workshops. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm working on getting more, all the things, more certifications yeah, and, things. um, yeah, all the things. And I really just use my life as practice. Yeah. Um, sometimes that can come off as annoying. Nathan, I, I did it to your wife. <laughs> What's that? what did you do to her? <laughs> when we, when I saw you guys at the social function, I, we were talking and I got it in my head. I was like, I'm going to practice being a coach with Melanie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I tried, I tried to like, I've been trying for a long time. <laughs> well, I discovered, I discovered a very important lesson when I did that. So I started to say like, Oh, how does that make you feel, Melanie? <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. But <laughs> tell, tell me but what when, the magic phrase was. I really want to know. <laughs> okay. Well, the discovery that I made was in coaching, you still need to ask permission. Mm. You need to ask permission to engage in this super sensitive in interaction <clears throat> so as not to invade anybody's space, so as not yes. to make them feel attacked or bombarded by any means, or maybe they're not ready Maybe they're not ready. Maybe they don't want advice. Maybe they don't want to work through something. Maybe they just right. said something and they have no attachment to it. And who are you to comment on it? Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. what I'm learning is asking consent, even so much as in my personal life, I've learned if I see something on my phone and my boyfriend's on the couch on his phone, I don't just go, oh my God, look at this. Look at this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I stop and I go, I go, hey, can I show you something real quick? And just that like two and a half second interaction shows mm. him that I respect his time. I respect mm. his attention. And I am going to ask to interrupt it for my agenda. Uh -huh. So coaching, my coach training has been teaching me how important consent is. And that's another thing that we do completely unconsciously when we yeah. interact with the rest of the world is we don't even think about consent. Mm -hmm. who, Not in our who conversation. Asked your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who? who asked you? Who asked you? And why? What? I, you right. know, you do get those strange questions sometimes. And you're just kind of like, I'm sorry. What? I'm, I'm sorry. Is that really? Did yeah. you, I can't believe you just asked me that. That has nothing to do with anything that we, no, 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 no. So, yeah, back to that, back to that part. So, you know, for, for the listeners and, and we're not closing out, but I just want to point out that, that a lot of Christina's journey to becoming a coach, she's, she's, um, she's been vulnerable about that, I guess is a good word. Right. And she's put that, yeah. um, she has a YouTube channel that she's been, yeah. Transparent's a better word. She's been super transparent about the process and she's documented it. Right. And so I think that's pretty cool. So if you um, follow her on YouTube or 
her Facebook group, um, Aviation Wellness. It's on LinkedIn as well. Um, but if you can hook up there, you'll see the content go by on what that journey's went been like and, and a few other things. And I think I, I appreciate it because it's been super helpful to me to, um, to, to understand better what, what it is you've been spending all this time and effort on. I, I mean, I think you're a natural at it. I think you're going to be a great coach. Um, Thank so you. Lee, have you ever had a coach? You or Andy, have either one of you ever had like a professional not. coach of any kind? What about you, Andy? Yeah, I had a uh, career coach um, mm-hmm. back in the day when I was uh, probably four years in uh, aviation um, doing sales. And it, it was definitely nice. I mean, I got, I have to admit like the, the sobriety thing and like getting my crap together there is helped me out more. Yeah, for um, sure, but, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it works good. And like you said, that no preconceived notions and uh, makes me think of, um, I read books by this Buddhist monk, her name's Pema Chodron and uh, she's up in Nova Scotia. Uh, she's American and actually became, I think she's like 85 years old now, but you know, she says you just have to, you have to be like a log going down the river. Like you don't have to choose the left shore or the right shore and say, well, that guy's stupid or that guy's cool. You can, they can just, you can just let them be and like go on your merry way, you know? So yeah. like before you even, and it's really, and I don't know if Christina feels the same way. It's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life is going through like say MBAA, you know I mean? Here on this podcast, I joke about, People wear sure. suits all the time. I mean, like just sure. like being able to walk through something like that and be like, who cares? Live and let live. Yeah, it doesn't affect anything that I'm doing with my life right now. Well, and isn't, it a, isn't it a story? Isn't it a perfect, perfect story of what's happening in our society outside of our aviation community, right? If I go into downtown Louisville right now, what you're just describing, if mm-hmm. you get on social right this minute, what you're just describing, nobody can just live and let live. It's Ooh. all got to be right or wrong. Yep. Somebody's pushing somebody down and not holding somebody up. To the point of like people lose yeah. friends. Like they're yeah. like defriending. Oh, yeah. Well, we've lost Facebook, our entire city. I mean, here right. in Louisville, we've lost our entire downtown. It, it, it looks just like Minneapolis. It looks like it hasn't been reported as widely, but it looks, it's terrible. There's none of the businesses are open in downtown Louisville. They're all still boarded up. There's I'm graffiti sorry. everywhere. And in fact, right now, tonight, we have riots going on and some unrest oh. around some social injustices that have occurred. And we have people from out of state and out of town traveling to town. You know, we're oh, running yeah. Kentucky Derby next weekend. We're actually going to run it. No fans. Oh. Um, it, the no fans really isn't about COVID related stuff. It's all about out of town protesters who are armed, who yeah. have oh, publicly wow. declared last time they brought yeah. 2000 people to town. But anyway, I'm getting way off yeah. but the point way of, yeah. the point of <laughs> swimming down the center and focusing on what matters. Um, and, yeah. and that's really yeah. how, how are you doing? Not what are they doing? I think, right. I, I just think that's such a solid point. Right. And so- it, yeah. So Christina, yeah. I got a question. So, you know, we talk about, you know, there's a lot of things about like vulnerability and being um, kind of the shift we're seeing in the workforce and stuff right now. So how do you as like a coach and especially like in a business aviation, like a transportation style um, industry, how do you mm-hmm. How do you get things to work where there's a mission critical component to it? Like there, there, there's always a piece you can 
I don't want to say touchy feely is not the right word, but I mean, you know, you can just like, oh, oh but the, at the end of the day, the job has to get done and it has to get done safely. You have to be compliant. I mean, there, it, there is a has to, I can't coddle you, but how do you find that balance kind of as a leader to where you, you know, you, you respect the mission criticality, but you're also respecting the, the, the human element too, and to develop that. Mm. That's a great question. That reminds me of the sentiment that pilots have shared with me on the topic of like, you know, we don't bring our home issues into the cockpit, right? Like we're not going to, we're, they're not going to stop what they're doing in the flight deck and be like, but how are you? So how are you doing? Did your wife ever like that pregnant? Like, of course you're not going to do that. Right. Um, but what I had a discussion earlier about this is I feel like our biggest crutch in aviation, well, in business aviation, because that's all I can speak about, is communication. And the what I can contribute to that is when I get called for um, a pop-up or a trip at all, the only thing that I'm given, the only information that I'm given is, hey, are you available from Saturday to Tuesday? Yep. That's it. That's all I'm given. And so me as an independent, like as an independent contractor, you own your own business. And shouldn't I have the right to make an informed decision, what I'm going to do regarding my business? Shouldn't I be allowed to know like, okay, yes, I am available, but maybe I don't feel comfortable going to Saudi Arabia right now uh -huh. with 15 men. That's maybe I'm not okay with that. Maybe I, you know, don't feel comfortable going to one of these hot spots that they say you shouldn't go to. Or maybe I don't feel comfortable going to Portland, Oregon right now. Yeah, or, right. you know, so don't I deserve, so I really feel like the value, I feel that communication needs to have a higher value and everybody in the mission, everybody involved in the mission, not only the pilots and the flight attendants, but dispatch, charter, ops, brokers assistance they must have a stronger understanding that we are all on the same team and we the more that we can contribute to the team the more successful we all will be but business aviation gives this it this i'm on my own mentality mm -hmm. everybody is such Fighter a pilots. lone soldier yeah exactly everyone's such a lone soldier they're just like every man for himself, survival of the fittest. And so therefore, everybody's always in fear. Like, I don't know what it is. Why, why, why is it so hard for you to yeah. just, just open your mouth? <laughs> well, but I see open also, your mouth. But also, Darkest. Christina, how do you say, yeah, so. but then it's also that, uh, that you can say no. Because there's a, I mean, there's so much, it's okay to say no, and you're not going to be blackballed and not going to be called anymore because you turned down a trip because you didn't have the right information. Right. Whether it's a pilot or a flight attendant, flight engineer, I don't know, whatever the trip called for, but, you know, confident in yourself enough to be able to say no. And I guess that's where the coaching comes in because, you know, that vulnerability and that confidence, because no is probably harder to say lots of times than, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. And then you're like, oh, no, Absolutely, I don't, I really, yes. not, not that I'm not ready to take it. Because, you know, sometimes you, you just have to take a chance. You know, you take a chance, you take a leap of faith and you run with it. But then sometimes there's something in your gut or there's something that says this just isn't right. And you don't have that confidence to say no. 
Mm-hmm. You're right. And I have felt that so many times and I have, I have listened to my gut and I have not taken a trip and then I've immediately bit, um, beat myself, beaten myself up for it and regretted it and questioned it. And that solution is different for everybody mm-hmm. where they can find that confidence for some people that it comes from just this, just this die hard belief in I'm going to do what's right for myself. For some people, it comes in the form of having a second means of income or third or fourth. (laughs) And uh, when I first entered aviation, one of the biggest pieces of advice I was given was don't quit your day job. Uh And that is the piece of advice that I did not listen to. And I should have because I made aviation my life. And therefore, I was successful in that I got lots of trips. But what was that at the expense of? Well, it was at the expense of my health, my relationships, my family relationships, my reliability, my, um, my integrity. I was constantly canceling everything. And, and I, don't know the, I don't know the solution to that. I'm getting off topic there. No, no, but, you're good. But I think it's. No, you're but I think you're no, right. It, but it's real. It's yeah, real, so. that's what I was about to say. It's it's real, and there's that's being human. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, thank you. And so that that's part of my mission. I really want to, with my presence, with my sharing, with what I have to give on this earth. I really want one of those things to be is to bring humanity into aviation. If if those, if the powers that be, if the head honchos, if the guys in charge valued humanity more, then it would have a trickle down effect and everybody, people would feel more safe to live in their truth and to bring up um, problems or concerns that they have. And that's why we go through CRM training is to have our communication and, and know that we can be heard and know we're not in the militant days anymore where the, what the captain says is law and nobody can question it because we have accidents to prove that that doesn't work uh-huh. and that we do need to hear each other. That's why we go through this training. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, and uh, you know, you, you guys were talking about something that I think is really important that, that I think we should highlight a little bit more and, you know, we used to have this whole silo thing, right, in the industry where, and, and it still exists to say that it doesn't is naive, right? But, right. you know, where it was, you know, the pilots and the maintenance people and the flight attendants and the schedulers, and they're all in their own bucket doing their own thing, right? And and how we've got to be on a team, and it's not just one of you, you've got a team. So we had CRM, which, I mean, I'm old enough to remember that that started to just be cockpit resource management, and it excluded from the pressure from that cockpit door Uh and everything on the ground. Then somebody figured out, Oh, that's not good. So we went to (laughs) crew resource management, right. Which encompassed the airplane. And then at some point we thought, Oh, we got to do better than that. And it encompasses everything on the ground in the airplane. Right. But I, I still see, um, and, and, and I've had this said to me recently, and I had it said to me in a previous life, and, and, and I still see where we have opportunities around the silos. So we've done a good job of, of, of making sure, like Christine was saying before, that everybody has a voice and, and, and they feel valued and that they're on the team, if they're all on the maintenance team. That, but we still have these pockets where 
we have our own conferences, maybe it's maintenance conference or schedulers conference or flight attendant conference. And the message we want to get out to people is that you're strong, right? Mm -hmm. As a flight attendant, you're critical to the mission. You're part of it. As a scheduler, you're critical to the mission. So it, the, the unintended consequence of that really strong messaging is I've heard in the last few years, more than a couple of times of I'm the scheduler. We're the hub of the flight operation. Everything else supports us. We're, everything else is a spoke, the crew, the airplanes, the maintenance people, everything else, because it's, we keep it all together. I've heard flight attendants say the yeah. same thing. Maintenance people say the mm -hmm. same thing. Of course, pilots say it, right? And they're big washes and they're nice, um, unstained. Yeah. Hilton Garden in the newspaper. But anyway, don't send me. That's an attraction. But my point yeah, is, that's, you still have these pockets, right? And I think that's uh -huh. what you were talking about. That's what attracted me to my future life coach, Scott Moore, was listening to him as a keynote speaker talk about leadership and leadership in all positions of the operation, empowering people to understand that leadership is a choice, not a position, not a title. And that's not my quote. That's direct from Scott's um, talk. And when he said that, I knew that I had a lot to learn from this man and that I needed to get connected with him and I needed him to mentor me and show me my next way. And as we've been talking, you know, I've heard a lot, that people have asked me this question that you asked me, Lee, very, a lot. Like, yeah, you know, this is nice, but how is it realistic? Like, how can you really expect pilots to open up or, or for flight operations to even care about the humanity thing? And you didn't say all that. I know you didn't, but I'm just going off of what other You're people right. have said. <laughs> what other people have said to me. And I kind of had a little bit of an idea I'd like to share with you. So yeah. some companies hire out the coaches for their staff, like we just talked about, like Google does and whatever. And wouldn't it be amazing? Because business aviation, every operation is completely different. There's like no universal SOP right. at all. Everybody does things different. Everybody uses a different expense app. Everybody does the <laughs> checklist different and it's ridiculous. But what if we could get, Yes, ma'am. Preach. What if... <laughs> I will. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> what if we could get all or the majority of flight operations to at least agree to bringing on some kind of agency or mentorship program to where they would supply their crew with this kind of help? Like in the commercial aviation, they have EAPs. Mm -hmm. um, employee assistant persons or program or, or whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. And so we don't have that. But if, if say Clay Lacey or Jet Edge or Jet Aviation, what if they agreed to be the, um, the what is it, pioneer to Early say we're... Early adopter. You. There we go. Sure. Yep. What if they agreed to be that person to hire a coaching agency or something like it, I'm not saying coaching is the only answer, but if sure. they hired a coaching agency and said, we are going to supply this incredible resource to our full-time crew and anybody that needs it, you have unlimited access to a coach. You, and what it is, is you get to talk to a coach for like an hour or two hours, once a week, once every two weeks. And I can't tell you how valuable this, the sessions are. And that alone, even that action to for for a flight department, a flight department to show that they care, 
that would speak volumes and the crew would feel safe and recognized and valued whether they even did the coaching or not. Even hearing that their superiors cared enough to say we're going to think about having this program within our SOPs would mm-hmm. make the crew feel that much more important. And therefore, they're going to try harder. They're going to do a better job. They're going to show up and they're going to be happier about their work. And as we have problems, it goes on and on. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a very feasible solution. It's not that expensive. And there are tons of coaches and there are tons of people in aviation that want to help and they want to make a difference. Aviation has this amazing ability of attracting really special people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've said this before, true. but aviators are really special. We are, of, and in any position, whether that be maintenance, dispatch, flight attendant, we are ex- Random extraordinarily... people who show up and never leave. Leave. <laughs> 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 We, we still we love are you. Ex- <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, Lee, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she is. That's true. Oh, but these people are extraordinarily intelligent. We're critical thinkers. We're problem solvers. And we want to make a difference. And we are all in. And we try really hard. And, you know, what? there's, there's tons of options. Like there's lots of people that want to help and that can be recruited to help if, if, if the operations created, facilitated that. Christina, we're going to have to have more discussions offline because we're already like hitting close to the end, but um, you've, I, I've been taking notes while you've been talking. So I've got some additional things to chat with you um, besides seeing your puppy when we get a chance, but um, no, lots of good things to think about. And I think that, you know, I think one of the things about a coach and, you know, just kind of close with this, I promise not to make it too long, but no, one, of the, yeah. one of the things about a coach is I think that a coach gives you that option that it's not, it's not therapy. <laughs> Cause I mean, yeah. there's, there's a, that's I'm like, I mean, I can, I can speak right. I'm not ready for therapy. I, that's, uh, you know, you know, I don't want to go there, but do I know that I would benefit from somebody helping me to understand myself better? Um, like, like Christina was saying earlier from the present and forward. Yeah, I absolutely know that. And so that's kind of that nice intermediary. Yes, they complement each other, but at the same time, it's a nice kind of intermediary step to make sure that you're still progressing because that you're not going to just be stagnant. Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, dude, I mean, I know people that run 100 plus million dollar companies and mm-hmm. go to therapy slash coaching slash, you know, they have advisors that literally, I've heard stories of them tearing them apart to yeah. how, you know, mm-hmm. crappy they are at managing. And they, I mean, it's <laughs> just, you know, like people that you would be just amazed that are like, yeah. oh yeah, I go, I go to, I, I do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, it's good. It is good. And it's aviation is such a cool industry. Like if we could all be on the same page and all be happy and just get along, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I just think it's hard to be your best self when you don't take the time to figure out who you are. For sure. Right. And and what makes you tick. And and I think, you know, having a coach um, that again, that doesn't have a vested interest either way in, Mm -hmm. in success or failure just has a vested interest in, helping you figure it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you yeah. know, again, uh, success and failure is really not it, you know, and I doubt Christina would 
hold herself out as I'm going to help you succeed. No, I'm going to help you figure out who you are and what you want. Exactly. Right. Yes. Um, because a lot of us have no idea. Right. Because success I, is different, right? It's just like, that's you know, everything else. You mm-hmm. don't know it till you see it. Yeah. Right. And right. it's not the same. And coaches can help with anything, but I think that one of the unique things like Christina, as well as, you know, she was talking about Scott, I went and found him on LinkedIn too. He probably wondered who I was sitting there connecting with him. (laughs) But I think there, you know, I think that if, when you have somebody that's within your industry that can talk to you as well and doesn't, you know, you don't have to explain that backstory, Um, you know, whether, regardless if it's medical, whatever it is, healthcare, something along those lines, you know, they, they, there's a kind of a kindred, you don't have to explain everything. So finding that, Finding somebody who can address that, it's, you know, that's, I guess, life-changing. That sounds a little dramatic, but at the same time, it's not. Well, that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. That's the point. Great point. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. when it's a big change or a little change, uh, you know, having a sounding board is so important. So I'd encourage all y'all that, that took the time to listen to this conversation with Christina tonight to, again, check, check out um, the Aviation Wellness Group on Facebook and, and uh, LinkedIn. I, I suggest you join those because there's some other good things that we didn't get to that we can talk about another time around, you know, ways to stay healthy on the road, you know, eat this, yeah. not that sort of thing as a, as a flight crew member or even a technician. You know, I was thinking about all, yeah. all of that a few weeks ago. I was in West Palm Beach on a project and I found myself running from one place to the other and, um, in a drive-through and thinking, you know, this is exactly what happens to me every time I get in these long on-the-road stretches. I find myself at um, a certain drive-through that sells delicious chicken, not the place I used to work for. But anyway, yeah. um, and, and waffle know, fries. Uh, yeah, waffle fries immaculately <laughs> oh, run great. hundreds of people, and somehow I got through there in ten minutes. I still don't know what happened, but anyway. Um, but I think. I think, you know, you guys should go and check that out. You should mm-hmm. should engage in that group. But there's also this coaching element. And so you can learn more about that by following um, Christina on LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to her YouTube channel, um, which she's just like three or four people away from getting her own custom little fancy URL. I got it. I'm at you 105. I can, yeah, I, I, can, I can pick my URL now. So. <laughs> so y'all can help her name that. She's taking requests yeah. on. Oh, oh on, I got uh, an idea. Facebook. I got yeah, an idea. I'm just throwing this out there. So Andy plants a tree for every download on his app. So Christina, think about some type of little philanthropic give back something for maybe every five mm. users, maybe not every user, but every five, <laughs> five new subscribers, you get to your YouTube and we'll keep everybody posted on what's going on. But yeah, Andy's doing do a that. carbon yeah. offset project. So, yeah. you know, there's something that, there's something that kind of near and dear. Yeah. Yep. I, I would like to bring awareness to the aviation family fund. Ooh. If you haven't heard of them, y'all got to look them up. Aviationfamilyfund.org. They supply financial assistance to aviators that are dealing with any kind of substance abuse issues. And they help them pay their bills or get into recovery or get into treatment. And oh, wow. the, the wonderful thing about it is they, they give the money directly to the thing that they need. Like they gave the money directly awesome. to the, the electric company. landlord. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. So it, there's awesome. like an honor system there too. But um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Cool. So we'll definitely okay. put that link in the show notes, right? Nope, I, I absolutely. Mean, I, I really, you know, we, 
you'll you'll see a few links in there. You'll see Christina's LinkedIn. You'll see Aviation Wellness. You'll see a YouTube channel. You're going to see, um, um, of course, this Aviation Family Fund, and you'll see the one charity that we continue to efforts for, which is the Aviation Career Enrichment Enrich, Enrichment. Easy for Nathan to say. Center in it in Atlanta. Ace easier to say. Um, you know their GoFundMe is still struggling. Um, so five bucks, one buck, you know, $10, whatever it is, they need all the help they can get. And they do a lot. You guys got to hear from Jordan from Jet Aviva a couple of weeks ago talking about um, how his whole path to get to aviation was because of the good work of the people uh -huh. are doing over at ACE. Um, and that's how he got introduced. And, and so, you know, I really encourage everybody listening, whether it's one of these charities or going out and downloading Andy's uh, MRO Insider app, which has got lots of crazy cool tools, but at the same time, um, it'll just give us another tree to put in the ground here in, in a few months. Yay. And, and uh, you know, one tree um, over its lifespan, I think we figured out we'll set off a flight hour and a CJ in terms of carbon offset. So anyway. Wow. Love all the feedback we've been getting. We've been getting unsolicited feedback. We've been getting solicited feedback. Uh, we now have a LinkedIn page for the the podcast. Thanks to Lee and Gary over at MRO Insider. We went, yeah, it's like official, official. Oh, there's Ricky. So Ricky the wellness dog. <laughs> so, He's our little mascot. Say hi, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. He's a good dog. You'll get to see so, Ricky on our YouTube channel. That's right. Yes, so. Uh, if, for now, you can search Becoming Coach Christina until I yeah, change be, the URL. Becoming Coach Christina. So, I, again, you guys check that out. Um, Christina, thank you. It, it's great for you to join us. I, I love having you. Love chatting with you. Proud of you. And um, we you. will look forward to getting all the feedback. We, so, you guys go to um, anchor.fm forward slash jet hyphen blast. Again, anchor.fm forward slash jet hyphen blast and click the leave a message button or visit us on our LinkedIn page that Lee and Perry created and send us a message there. And we would love to link you up with Christina or any of our previous yeah. guests and uh, help get the word out. So thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Christina.